0: in McKinney. This is According to Callous, episode 438 coming to you on June the 19th, 2023. And today's episode will be entitled Truth Hurts or The Truth Hurts. Uh, Before we get into the subject matter, let me remind you the best way you can help me build an audience, get the word out and continue to increase. Our influence is to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. The subscriptions matter. The following matters, whether it's on social media or on the actual uh, podcast itself. Go to your favorite pod catchers. That's what works the algorithms. That's what gets the word out. That's how we can make a difference right here in our own backyard. Now, I do my best to focus on McKinney, Collin County, and then Texas. And then occasionally we have to get stuck into the Mess that is national politics. But in today's episode, we're going to speak almost entirely about things going on in Texas. And here we go. Oh, yes, one last thing. You can rate or review this show if you'll just take the two to three minutes to do that. It would help me a whole lot. Appreciate that. And apparently now I have officially graduated to four listeners out there. Four. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, here we go. Uh, Item number one we're going to touch base on here is our own state government. The leadership of the state government seems to be far more interested in fighting amongst themselves than coming up with real solutions. Apparently the governor wants things his way and his solution is I'm going to veto you. Now that means that the Senate and the house had to come to agreement that it ever got to the governor's desk. And he's threatening to veto it because apparently he didn't get something he wanted. Funny how that works. It's like a little temper tantrum. Do we have a two-year-old for the governor? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was I being mean? Cause that's my governor. Yeah, yeah, he is. But as far as I know, I don't think he's rescinded his emergency act powers In fact, I think he is still acting like a little tyrant down there. But of course, as always, everything is about my opinion. So if you find something different or you have legitimate evidence suggesting that I've got it wrong, please send that information to me. I will accept the correction and we will move on. All right. In addition to that, we have the lieutenant governor getting into a argument with the governor about, or I should say even the Texas House, about what is the best way to give us the tax relief. Now, how interesting is that? They're arguing about the best way to lower our taxes. Well, why don't you just lower the taxes? Or better yet, uh, let's actually have a legitimate plan to phase out the property tax, because when you have a property tax, that means, in fact, you don't own anything Because you're paying payments to the government to allow you to keep it. And if you miss those payments, they will show up to demand that money with a threat of violence at the point of a gun. If you don't believe me, be the stupid one to not pay your taxes. You can hate them all you want, but in order to survive, in order to live in this country, that's the way it is. All right. So while we're talking about that, then we got to deal with the idea that the Texas House apparently is Phelan's House. <laughs> because apparently he funds almost the entirety of the elected officials in the House. How did that come to be? Why is that tolerated? How is that good for mm, the republic or a quote-unquote democracy? In short, it is not. And the fact that we tolerate this or it's legal or any combination thereof is beyond me. Now, the sad thing is, is, as we have seen, is you can replace Strauss with Bonin, You can replace Bonin with Phelan. And at the end, you get more of the same. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Won't get fooled again, right? I'm sorry for the bad singing. But ladies and gentlemen, that is what we're stuck with all the time. It doesn't matter what we do. We get stuck with the same thing. Now, Tom Woods is quoted as saying, it doesn't matter what Republican you vote for, you always end up with John McCain. (laughs) And, and And I am paraphrasing that, yes. But the point's taken, right? Doesn't matter what we do, how we try, we get stuck with establishment hacks that sell us out at the first chance they can get it. Oh, and don't worry, we'll get back to the idea of an establishment hack here very shortly. And in case of those are out there, uh, that have missed, uh, I have said from the onset that, um, uh, I'm certain the attorney general has done something. Don't know what it is. Don't know if it's worthy of an impeachment. And I actually don't care at this point because all the bad things that apparently they're accusing of, they happened before the election, which is supposed to mean that you can't be impeached for it. But again, what do I know? because I don't have a law degree. <laughs> well, it seems the state representative that asks people those questions must have gotten his out of a cracker jack box based upon his latest actions, but that's another story altogether. All right. So what I find entirely interesting is we have had what I would call a mediocre mixed bag of representatives in Collin County for at least the last 10 years. And I will say that in 2020, in 2018, the grassroots moved heaven and earth to reelect two of those people. That we did everything we could, even though we weren't particularly excited about one and we actually didn't like the other, but we theorized that they were so much better than the alternative. And in actual fact, that is absolutely true. But in return, how did they reward us? They redrew their districts to make it, well, quite frankly, almost impossible for them to lose for the foreseeable future. But then they gifted us a Democrat, HD 70. Now, I would like to tell you that uh, that Democrat is a good principled person and they're, they're working to represent their constituents. But then I would like to say that about all the Republicans that represent us as well. And as we saw, the Republicans were bought off a long time ago. And apparently, uh, the young lady Democrat that represents HD70 at this time appears to have more scruples than our Republican representatives. Oh, and you you wonder why we keep reelecting them. Well, because we didn't have another choice. You see, when it costs you a half million dollars minimum to get into a race to get rid of an incumbent, and you have to be somewhat, let's say, well-known throughout the county, if not the state, it becomes very cost-prohibitive to get rid of one of these guys. And these jokers, they know it, and they run on it, and they don't care what you think. But now that they got the breathing room, the only chance to remove them is in a solid primary now things get interesting, don't they? Well, while we're on that subject, all of our state reps voted to go forward on an impeachment. Now, again, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's an impeachable offense. But I can assure you if the shoe was on the other foot and the Democrats were in control and same Democrat was there, they would never, ever do that to the, somebody in their own party. They would never, ever show weakness, throw throw their neck out for their enemy to rip it out. But apparently that's what our state reps think is best for Texas going forward. It had been theorized for quite some time that Texas was going to turn blue and it wasn't going to be because the Democrats Beat us! It's because the Republicans are going to surrender. The Republicans are going to flip. The Republicans are going to sell us all out. The Republican establishment is only interested in one thing: is that's maintaining power, and they will put whatever letter after their last name they need to in order to stay there. That was the theory. And as time has gone on, I find it harder and harder to disprove that. Now. Best case scenario for all these state reps. Best case scenario. And I I don't believe it, but just go with me here. Ken Paxton is dirty as the day is long. He's guilty of sin. And there's tons of evidence to back it up. So they quote unquote did the right thing. Okay. That's the best case. But in the meantime, they pissed off all their constituents. They created an unnecessary civil war. They single-handedly have put a whole bunch of seats in jeopardy and honestly is going to give us a less um, aggressive attorney general, in my opinion. Now, could it be that they're just sad that the latest in the Bush dynasty was kicked to the curb? Maybe. Maybe. Could it be that this has anything to do with Ken Paxton basically insinuating that Dade Phelan was drunk and not just on his power when he was caught on video? Well, could be. Could it be that we've just got yet another battle royale going on for control of the Republican Party in Texas? Sadly, I think that's where we're at. And the evidence abounds. So our very own state chairman is now endorsing an individual who apparently, from what I've heard, the uh, guy's name is Kobe, is essentially Dade Phelan with a different last name. Now, maybe that's true, maybe it's not, but that ought to be very interesting since the same guy is the one that challenged or ran against Matt Rinaldi when Matt Rinaldi wanted to replace the previous state chairman. Now, I don't really have a dog in this hunt quite frankly, I think quite highly of Matt Rinaldi, and he has a track record to back it up, and honestly, it's a tough pill to swallow that he would be endorsing somebody that's failing in sheep's clothing, right? But apparently, that's what's going on here, so I don't know what to make of it. I don't know how important that is, but it is an interesting little factoid. And I want to give the hat tip and the courtesy to Robert West, who forwarded that information to me. And I don't know if that was his own independent researcher. He just happens to have much better sources than I do. But again, credit where credit is due. Robert West, hey, do yourself a favor. Check out his book, The Five Star Plan, and his podcast, The Robert West Show. That being said, (laughs) the little ad being over, uh, let me move on to the next thing. So we've got our Colin Reps who, as I have said, have been mediocre at best. Four of them have nearly bulletproof seats now in the county as far as being uh, attacked by Democrats, and they're feeling awfully safe. Unconcerned about challenges from their own party. Unconcerned about anybody trying to hold them accountable. Unconcerned about anybody pushing on them to actually do something that would be, well, I don't know, Republican oriented. As a matter of fact, I believe none of them are left in the Freedom Caucus now. Now, why is that a good thing again? Sell out your constituents just a little slower. Is that what's going on here? I don't know. You would have to ask our state reps for what their rationale is. But I got to tell you, the answers I've heard passed along to me are not impressive at all. The second part of this scenario is apparently voting to move forth on an impeachment to a potentially bad actor that is the attorney general. And I want to emphasize the word potentially, but apparently that vote and that vote alone was the last straw in the reason now that everybody's calling for their heads, including my own county chairman who is beside himself as to why Republicans would sell out other Republicans. And I got to tell you, I understand exactly where he's coming from. It's, it's very disappointing. Now, the good news is, is the two biggest offenders, offenders, actually don't really cover much of Collin County. That would be Justin Holland and Jared Patterson. Now I got to say, Jared Patterson has been solid on a lot of things for a long time, so I was a little disheartened when I saw his dismissive attitude. And to be honest, I did not get a screenshot in time, so I don't have the quote. I will just say that it had something to do with the fact that, well, we don't get money from the Republican Party, so we really don't care what they have to say. That's me paraphrasing it. So take it for what it's worth, do your own research, and decide whether or not that's enough for you to be upset with him. And I think that really has not a whole lot to do with the Paxton impeachment vote in and of itself. It's the fact that they're getting called out on it by the county parties and now the state party, because the state party realizes what's at play here. You're weakening our party. You're weakening our chances of holding a majority and a solid majority for the foreseeable future. And I can hear, I can hear and see the other side of that argument. But I don't believe it. I don't buy it. And until we get lit, until somebody does something about Sleepy Creepy Joe and his minions, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go down that road. So, into the spotlight, we have the two least Collin County reps, if you will, that uh, dismiss the concerns of the county party. They dismiss the will of we the people. They tell the grassroots go pound sand. We don't need you. So, and I quote, Mister uh, Justin Holland here: Nobody in real Texas politics—he's got his little brackets around that—cares about the SREC or its chair. Now, it's defunct, or oh, I'm sorry, I'm still quoting here. It's a defunct organization, and it needs a total rehaul from the top down. Local parties are A W O L, A W O L. Well, I guess I—I I was spelling it out in case you didn't get. It. My apologies. It's a mess. The good news is that they're all irrelevant and have no legal, local or state respect. It's actually a slash and we can win without them. You know what the sad truth is? He's probably right. I don't believe the SREC or the Republican party at the state level are defunct. I I don't think that they're, uh, irrelevant But what I do think is the elected officials that count on our people to show up and vote for them believe that. I do think that the respect is from local officials or, I'm sorry, statewide uh, officials and state elected officials dismiss us. They're the ones that don't show the respect. It's really hard to respect a guy that tells you one thing when he's running for office and then goes and does another. And this guy in particular, who basically is cashing in on his father's business, right? I don't know if you've been around the county he lives in, but there are Holland signs everywhere. So tell me, what exactly did he do to earn this other than have somebody else's last name? And... He's been an arrogant jerk every time I've ever seen him. So I'm, again, not surprised, slightly disappointed. But the sad thing is, he's probably right. And I'll, I'll get you a little more on that here in just a minute. Going into Jared Patterson's comments, which, again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have an exact quote. He dismisses the idea that they even care about the Republican Party. These are the same people that beat everybody up that doesn't toe the line of the party are now saying that we're going to dismiss them because they want us to actually be good Republicans. Interesting. Now, further, uh, Justin Holland is quoted as saying, the Texas House followed all applicable laws and rules relating to the impeachment to the letter. Abraham George is misinformed and has led the Colin GOP so poorly that has led to a decline in the participation in Republican politics. I hope he too is faced with a primary. Interesting. So uh, Justin Holland and his cohorts and their poor job of representing We the People They're now blaming Abraham George, the county chairman for Republican voters being disgusted by the Republican elected officials. That's an interesting thing. It's called projection folks. And Justin Howland is right now two for two on his projection. I'm going to put off my bad actions and my bad attitude on everybody else, but myself, and I'm going to blame everybody else, but myself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we can conclude safely, I have left off the most egregious person that is Colin, Collin County representative. That would be number 67, Jeff Leach. So our man Leach, also known as the mm, one that's currently being sued and needed 64 pages to fight back against a six page accusation, if you will, which I found interesting. Thank you, Paul Davis. Um, He's been rather silent as of late. He's been rather less concerned about the whole God and country aspect that he used to sell us every time he was run for office. And um, I'm curious. I'm real curious. I wonder what he's been up to. I wonder what he's doing right now. Hmm. Perhaps some people ought to do a little investigation into that. Look into what the activities are of Mr. Leach. I mean, he was so gung-ho about getting rid of uh, the Attorney General. Um, but perhaps maybe he's got some own issues he's dealing with. And that's why he's so quiet. Just saying. Because normally he's the first <laughs> to get out and dog in on the party or the people in the grassroots. Uh, or, or tag-teaming with Justin Holland, if you will. But apparently, nope, silence. We'll see how long that lasts. And you know it's interesting it, it's a Monday, and usually Monday I talk about McKinney or uh, the McKinney politics. But uh, you know, I, I had to take a pause. I was really taken aback, and you know, other circumstances kind of intervened, and I and I really honestly needed a day to consider the implications of two elected officials out my back door, that outright have said, "We don't care what the party, what the state party thinks or says or does, and we don't need them." And again, the truth is they might not. Just like the truth is is maybe Ken Paxton did something, maybe he didn't. And maybe they did something right and maybe they didn't. But I'm really, really surprised that the final straw for all you Republicans out there was a vote on impeachment. At least three of these people that supposedly represent Collin County have been, and I'm going to be less generous, not so good. Some would say bad as state representatives for some time. And we kept giving them a free pass and not wanting to hold them accountable. And yet now this is the final straw that broke the camel's back. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the fact that you're all spun up now. And I appreciate the fact that maybe just maybe we'll get some good challengers but here's the bigger problem going back to the original supposition that texas wasn't going to turn blue because of the democrats but texas was going to turn blue because we were sold out by our establishment republicans because the establishment republicans were going to flip they were going to push us blue so let me ask you what do you think's going to happen say we successfully challenge in primary a couple of these state reps, we push them out of office, if you will. Do you think they're going to take that lane down? Do you think they're going to just ignore that? Do you think they're, they're not going to just switch teams? Do you think they're not going to um, make a concerted effort to make us regret their, our decisions in replacing them? They do have the money. They do have the influence. They do have the connections. I'm curious. Do you think any of those elected officials down there actually have any principles left? I mean, when you're getting $100,000 or near $100,000 to run for re-election from the Speaker of the House, who are you really working for? Are you working for your constituents? Are, Are you working for the grassroots that walk walk or walk, do the block walking and knock the doors and hand out the leaflets and the flyers or are you working for the guy that paid for all of it now okay maybe your individual state rep only got $25,000 but there are other state reps that got like five and ten times that amount of money I guess right so what are we supposed to think about that who are they working for so say you're successful right You knock them off. And and you've got, um, I don't know, Joe Sixpack is now going to run as a representative for the Republican Party of Texas in District 67. And now he's running up against, oh, I don't know, a fairly well-known individual that has now got a D after his name and is running to be the new representative in House District 67. Now that Jeff Leach has been put to retirement, your choice is... Somebody that's unknown and has no money left because he spent it all in the primary. Or, yes, the Democrat with some name recognition, a whole lot of money. I'm not liking those odds, ladies and gentlemen. Now, 67 was drawn to be, what, plus 10 or plus 12 Republican? So, yeah, okay, we got uh, we got the odds in our favor there. But if the Republicans are burned out or spent out or still infighting, um. Yeah. There's no guarantee we win that race, or worse yet, uh, Jeff doesn't take the hint and decides to run a third party. I mean, it's happened before. Look at Alaska. And, and I'm not putting this off on Jeff specifically. Well, I am, but I'm not saying that would happen. Let's put it that way. This is hypothetical. Hypothetically speaking. So, let me ask you: At what point do we understand that we've been dealt? A situation that realistically we can't win. You think the Democrats aren't going to well fund whoever their candidates are in those house districts, particularly if we go hard and successfully knock off one or maybe two house reps and significantly damage them with their own grassroots base. And then they're going to go limping into a general election against a well prepared and well funded Democrat. Now, look, I'm not apologizing for these guys. If I had my way, I'd snap my fingers and they'd be gone. Yep, if you get that reference. But unfortunately, we're stuck with this real-life situation that we can go after all of them. And they may win. But after they win, if all of our people stay home, if all of our people are just so irritated, the Democrat wins. So again, we lose. So we lose if we keep the bad reps and we lose if we get rid of the bad reps or not successfully get rid of them and we get stuck with the Democrats. So it's a lose-lose situation for us. Unless. Now, hopefully you were expecting the unless. (sighs) Unless. If it's good enough for the Lorax, it's good enough for me. Unless. We focus the idea that We lost HD 70 in a close, a very, very close race. We have an opportunity to maybe take it back if we run a good solid candidate. And then we focus all of our disappointment, our angst on whichever race gets the best challenger. I mean, there may be. Three challengers, there may be 13 challengers, but whichever race gets the best challenger to run against whoever the incumbent is, might I suggest Collin County, instead of trying to primary four or five people at the same time, why not focus on the one that has the strongest, best challenger? It doesn't matter which state rep the best challenger is running against, but we want the best replacement person. So in this hypothetical situation, say it's HD 70. And just so we're clear, folks, I do not currently live in HD 70. We know we were going to have a good chance there, but there's already a Democrat there. Ah, so in that case, we're going to move on beyond HD 70 and we're going to say, oh, so we know we want a good challenger in HD 70 to get rid of the Democrat, but we still have all these mm, non-agreeable Republicans. So, what's the next best race? Oh, well, we have a really good challenger in HD 67. Uh, The one in 89 is pretty solid. The one in uh, 66, well, really good. Uh, Let's see. And while we're at it, 61's got a pretty solid challenger, too. Okay, well, now we got to sit down and figure out. Of those four races, which one has the best chance to win, has the best challenger, the most funded challenger, and focus all of our ire on that one for this go-round. And do everything we can to get rid of whichever race pulls the best candidate to take on the incumbent. So we're only risking one seat. We don't have to waste time and resources priming in an organized fashion, that people that, quite frankly, still don't don't want to do a job, but we'll put the rest of them on notice. Hey, HD uh, 89, HD 66, see what's going on here in 67? Yeah, we're we're going to fight to take 70 back because you guys drew it so poorly, but now we're focused on 67 because we have a super great candidate there that's running against, well less than spectacular incumbent, and we want you all to see what's going to happen here because we're going to flip this seat. We're going to get rid of this mm, less than spectacular incumbent, and we're going to give us somebody better, somebody that's going to be more focused on actually listening to the grassroots, following the Republican platform, and actually work to get those priorities addressed. And there might be some other things involved in that. I mean, this is all purely hypothetical, right? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, it's still early. We, we've got a lot of time between now and March. But let me tell you, if we manage to take back 70, which is a long shot, I got to admit, it's a long shot. And if we manage to, I don't know, retire one of the incumbents, which again is a long shot, if we're successful in both of those operations, that puts everybody else on notice. That lets the other folks that represent us out of Collin County know that we can pop you out of there anytime we put our minds to it. We need you to do these few things. I mean, if you want to worry about dog chips or you want to worry about, oh, I don't know, whatever else is important to you, that's fine. But we've got a platform and we give you priorities for a reason. We expect you to champion those causes when you're down there. We expect you to listen to weed the people as the grassroots representatives, the people to actually do the work and actually do the voting. Put them on notice, ladies and gentlemen. That's the only option we have left for us. That is the unless. And now I've gone over time. So <laughs> thank you for uh, joining me back on this Monday. And yeah, the truth hurts. The, the truth really does hurt. We got to be, we got to be really careful about what we do next. We got to give it some thought. We got to employ some strategy, but we got to be honest. We got to know what our limitations are. And that's why I say, got to know, you just got to know. And with that, I will see you on the other side.